Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing and following. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. We're in the dough space, like delicious. I know. I didn't make that up. It's actually the name of an extraordinary company on the uh, podcast today is Catherine Brick, and she is the CEO and founder of Delicious, like Delicious. So great to have you here, Catherine. Thank you, Justin. I'm super excited to talk to you and all your listeners today. I'm so excited you're here. Um, some of you probably know Delicious. Um, <laughs> I mean, you can't help but to smile when you say the name, right? Gourmet cookie dough that you can bake at home and so much more. Um, you guys are going to love this. I cannot wait to dive in. But before we do, uh, Catherine, how about share a little about you and your background? Yeah, I grew up in Miami, Florida, and um, my mom was an amazing chef, and she would always have cookies and cakes and everything in the kitchen. And I think that's when I became like a total foodie. But the important thing was I learned also like eating really good food that made me feel good and also moderation. So um, then after university, I ended up on Capitol Hill, which was not my goal, but just like plopped there and um, was uh, devoured by like the politics. And I think it was um, an interesting time in my life. Um, And then was able to escape when my husband decided to take a job in Canada. And that was the perfect segue to, okay, I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to figure out my life in something that makes me happy. And knowing that food always made me happy, I decided to follow the food route. And at that time, I um, went and worked for Borden Foods, got interested in new product development, then went to um, pastry school and like found my love of cookies. And I had always been like obsessed with dough. I love that. So (laughs) why always obsessed with dough? I don't know. I think the feel of it, I find it so beautiful. It's malleable. It's whether it's donuts, it's bread dough, it's cinnamon roll dough, cookie dough. I just, I don't know. I, it's like it's a strange obsession, right? Like the wow. dough obsession. <laughs> I think it's really cool. I love that. And um, I mean, for those listening, it's like, hey, you know, it's never too late to pursue your passion, right? Or it's never not a right mm-hmm. time to pursue something you're really interested and passionate about. Wouldn't you say, Catherine? Yep. Yep. I thought second time around, I'm going to be happy. I mean, not that I wasn't happy, but I was going to find my real like love of, of a job of working. I love it. Okay. So you dive into the space, you get a little bit of training and you find, well, I'm pretty good at this, uh, you know, this space I'll call it, um, whether it be being yeah. a chef or right catering and whatnot. So when did it go from, this is a, a cool hobby. I enjoy working in this area to, I'm going to start a business in the space around dough. Yeah. Well, again, like it's never too late. So then got a little sidetracked by having some children, then another move back to the States. And then, um, and then uh, my husband again, decided we were going to move in this point, we moved to the UK. So when I came to London in 2008, I started like playing, like I would make cakes and cookies and the schools here never heard of bake sales. So I introduced (laughs) to bake sales and um, and my cookies would fly. 
yeah, it was, it was crazy. They would fly out the door. So at, um, a friend came to me and she's like, you've got to do something with this. And I thought, okay, food is like, I've always loved food. Food brings people together. I like to say you bake memories. Um, so I thought, you know what, I'm going to redefine the cookie dough. I'm going to take something that everybody's known forever that people know they love their grandparents made it, their parents made it. And I'm going to make it modern with flavors and I'm going to innovate it and make it better. And when I say better, I mean better ingredients. So it is better for you because of the ingredients. So I'm not going to use white flour. I'm not going to use white sugar. I'm going to use coconut sugar, raw cane, oat flowers, um, make a matcha green tea one with culinary grade uh, Japanese matcha and just make these really, really interesting where you feel like you're getting something indulgent, but also feeling good about yourself. Sure. Wow. I love that. Um, so you, you obviously found a, a niche and also that there was interest. So what, what early days, what did it look like actually getting product together and were you, you know, like making it somewhat saleable? Yeah. Well, I would, I would ball so many cookie dough balls that I gave myself carpal tunnel. But oh my I, gosh. My, I know because holding the bowl, but my friends became obsessed. I could not keep up with demand. And I mean, I had people like I got a call one time from a famous person's assistant saying she needs the dough. So I personally would deliver the dough. Oh, no way. Mm -hmm. That's actually pretty cool. (laughs) So what made it so unique? Why? What made it so unique and and not to compare to other maybe store bought, but like there's other dough in the store. Like, what was it about yours that people were like, you know, this is different? Yeah. Well, okay. So the one advantage was there wasn't this dough in the UK because they're used to a biscuit. So it was a hard cookie. What I did was soft bake where it was slightly crispy on the outside, gooey on the inside. Um, It had that, that authentic, yummy taste. So bake it gooey. If you really want it crispy, bake it a little longer. But, um, and nobody was doing the flavors I was doing. Like some people would be like matcha, what's that? But once they tasted it, they tasted that earthy matcha dough. And then they would get those bits of the creamy white chocolate in them. Wow, I love that. Um, okay, yeah. so it, at what point did it go beyond you're rolling the dough and and delivering it to people in maybe bags or boxes or whatnot to something that yeah. you know I need to start. This is this has got legs. This is more of a potential consumer product. Yeah, yeah. So then I um I put it out there. I decided okay, I'm either gonna you know what I either got to go home and do something else or I'm gonna take this big. So I put it in a, a food show. Uh, the Specialty Fine Food Show, and everybody loved it. Wow. We won an award. We won a, a BBC Good Food Show award. And Whole Foods came to me, and they're like, how can I get this? And oh, I think Whole Foods it. having its legs in the U.S., it was a, it was the right match for me. So um, so I was like, okay, great. So I found, I went online and got my barcodes, and I um, <laughs> that was then the tough part came. Because how am I going to make this, and how right. am I going to scale it? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, getting the barcodes for those so, of GS one, you can go get c- codes today. No big deal. You can get yeah. some packaging made and whatnot. But like making products so it has a shelf life and is shippable and whatnot. I mean, like there's a lot to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I decided. Okay, I'm, I'm going to try to look down the the uh, 
contract manufacturer and see who can make this for me. So I looked and I looked and and nothing made me like nothing made me that happy. Like I was not either happy with either the facility, the people, the love that would go into it. And this was like, I, you know, loved our product. I did not want it to change for somebody else's machinery or somebody else's, you know, thoughts of how it should be. And, um, and I left out an important thing in the meantime, because we were using oats as our core ingredient, I decided to make everything gluten-free got it so with it being yeah so that complicated the contract manufacturer thing uh so i found this great huge bread factory that was doing gluten-free bread and i decided to portion out a little place bought some machinery hired a couple people and we started making the dough so we would get we would do it and at that point we were really lucky because we gained more grocers so we gained um some large grocers in the uk and then we got costco oh and with costco (laughs) mm -hmm, then we decided okay we need we need to move so then we this is costco uk and all of the all um iceland and, and sweden so then we moved to a larger facility put in more freezers, um, upped our game a little, and then we were able to grow further with more grocers. And um, and now, Justin, we are in 22,000 square feet. Wow. Amazing. I cannot, yeah, I cannot believe I have my own factory. It's crazy. <laughs> it's daunting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So talk about product, describe the product to our listeners and what it started at and now the different elements of product that you have today. Yeah. So we started with cookie dough. Just, you know, amazing, better for you with ingredients, cookie dough. And um, then I decided I'm going to take this to places nobody's seen. Nobody's done this because I love to innovate and I love interesting food. So we decided we were going to wrap cookie dough around ice cream. Who doesn't love cookie dough and ice cream? (laughs) Totally. I love that, actually. So we decided we took this, it took us two years to create this. And we now take... It's cookie dough, and we actually decided to use gelato because gelato has a lower fat than ice cream. So sometimes, like ice cream, will leave that um, film on the roof of roof of your mouth. I didn't want that. I wanted people sure. to feel like when they ate this, there was that <gasps> moment, you know, of just love, and um, I can't get enough of this. Sure. So we decided to use uh, a gelato and we have non-dairy and dairy gelato bites. And, um, and that is what we've now entered the U S with, with these uh, amazing delicious cookie dough and gelato bites. I love that. And then, uh, so where do you put it in store? Where do you, what category are you typically found in? So we're frozen, frozen snacks. Got it. Very, very cool. I guess novelty. Yeah. Be also. That's great. Um, anything yeah. not worked? Like you've tried some that did not work. You know, uh, you've got a couple flavors here, um, right? And your different product lines and whatnot. So anything that you've launched and it's like that did not work. And then what has worked really well? Yeah. Well, okay. So one thing, not in this, in this collection, but I did um, launch a savory cookie dough, which actually did work. It's just we're too in innovative. Like I am such a foodie and on like always thinking of trends and (laughs) where things are going. Right. And, but again, I don't think launching it as a, it wasn't a failure. It was a, let's put that in the bookcase. Let's hold it for a little longer. And when the time is right, I'm going to have that, that NPD is done and I'm going to pull it out and, um, 
you know, redo it because it is a fantastic product. It just wasn't, we're just before it's time. Sure. That makes sense. And then you mentioned, yeah. uh, obviously making product in the UK and then, but then you're in the US, how, how are you moving product? And did you have to figure out like supply chain and kind of distribution logistics and things like that? Yes. And that has been, I think the hardest part is like, you know, growing a business is really hard. And I don't think, I think if, if, if it was easy, everybody would do it, but um, it's, it's a lot of time, a lot of, um, you know, hiring the right people to help you to form the right structure. Um, you know, we make mistakes every day, but just hoping that every mistake we make, we learn from. So we, um, we, we have our, our factory in the UK and we put it on across the pond on containers. So it goes across containers and it lands in Philly and then it's distributed throughout the U.S. And our plan is to eventually grow further within the U.S. in our production. But right now it's perfect because we have the capacity. We can make this amazing product that is not easy. Like I could not find, I could not just go to any cookie dough manufacturer or any ice cream manufacturer and say, make this product because it is so unique and specific. Right. I love that. Um, so it's really cool. And and you talk about kind of how you've innovated, like what's ahead, like what would be the next six to 12 months? What are some of the keys to growth? Yeah. So we, um, we launched one in the UK that's really interesting and it's sweet and salty popcorn flavor. Right. I saw that and on your site. We um, and what's really unique about our cookie dough and gelato bites is they're not just um, they're not just cookie dough and gelato. There's also a cookie crumb on the outside. So every dough ball is uh, it, the the ice cream is covered with the cookie dough, and then it goes down this beautiful ramp, and it rolls in a cookie crumb, and then comes out all embellished with <laughs> with the great. cookie crumb. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, and it's it's a beautiful process. That's and then how did you decide to get into popcorn? So the popcorn, well, we just um there was I love I think that I love popcorn and there's so many popcorn brands out there. So and they're always coming up with new things, toffee, uh pumpkin spice. So I was like, why not take popcorn, sweet and salty popcorn, which is kettle corn, sure, and put it into a flavored gelato and then um infuse the popcorn flavor in the cookie dough. And then the cookie crumb on that actually has little crunchy pieces that are um, that are like popcorn. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's so unique yeah, and interesting. It's really great. Yeah, really, really cool. Um, I always love to ask our, our, our guests some of their biggest lessons learned in, in launching a business and brand. You've got a lot of other entrepreneurs that listen to our show. Um, what would be a couple things you'd offer to them? I mean, you've been at this for a couple of years now, but a lot of growth in front of you. Like, what would be two or three pieces of advice you'd offer to other founders? Yeah, I think um, having passion for whatever you want to create. And the other one thing somebody told me early on, which so you have that passion, but you don't need to create something new to be an entrepreneur. You need to take something that's been done and make it better. And I think that's what we've done with cookie dough is cookie dough has been around forever, but we've taken it and we've made it better. Totally agree. All right. That's one. Give me one or two more. Uh, So another one would be is be patient. Because nothing happens overnight. <laughs> I have a hard time with that one. Yeah, no, I have had a hard time too. Because <laughs> I mean, I want, I want you know perfection, and I want it yesterday, right. but it doesn't happen. And I think, I think listening, being patient, and that was hard for me because I'm a like you know hundred mile an hour person that's always on the go. Totally. 
but really listening and being able to respond after listening. Um, the other thing is, I think, you know, working with people that, um, you know, everybody's different. And especially in the UK, having a lot of different cultures, you have to be accepting of other people's um uh, personalities and their their cultures and um, just learning, learning to work with people that maybe are not like you, but finding and also finding where they they bring that added value um, because everybody's different and they respond different ways. Totally. I think that's great advice. I love that. Um, and then how did you come up with the name Delicious? I mean, I love it. Oh it's so creative, drafty. But like, was that like an instant? You know what? We're making dough. It's delicious. And somebody was like laughing. Like, I, I can only imagine coming up with that name. <laughs> yeah, actually, my my son, who was fourteen years old, and I never, I never thought this business would go where it has. So he's like, "Mom, let's call it delicious." I was like, "Okay, sure, or whatever." <laughs> so simple. And then. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then we started trying to trademark it, and there's a lot of noise around Delicious. So oh, sure. we actually we've now it's Delicious the London Dough Company, London Dough Company which yeah. has helped us ground it. Got and it. I actually didn't even have the U.S. trademark until probably like probably like six months ago. Wow. Um, we were trying to get it for years, for year, so you know, six years, and then out of the blue it became available. Wow. Like it was, and I had people looking left and right. So I was able to secure it for a very reasonable price. And um, so now we've been able to globally trademark. So um, from Australia to the UK, to the US, yeah. Mexico, Delicious, the London Doco. That's great. I love it. <laughs> well, very cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, Catherine, this is really exciting. I'm, I'm excited for you, where you are today, where you're headed um, with the brand. Share with our audience where they can find you, connect with you, buy product, etc. cetera. Mm -hmm. So um, our products are found in Whole Foods markets. Um, and that will be... Um, for a little while. Um, we've, we love Whole Foods. They've been so amazing to us. We had, uh, the founder of Whole Foods or not, sorry, not the founder. I take that back. The, um, the new upcoming CEO, he was in London and he came to visit our factory and we, um, we're very proud to work with Whole Foods. So we've given them a short little exclusivity on our products and, um, we, then it's, will be, um, it will just grow from there, but we sure. are very happy to be Found in the frozen food section of Whole Foods. I love it. Uh, it's great. Hey, Catherine, so great meeting you. Uh, love the brand. You got to come back on down the road, share more with us. We'll be looking for you at some of the food shows and um, just really appreciate you making time for us today. Yeah, thank you, Justin. I would love to. And we're going to be at Expo West. And, I'll see you there. Um, <laughs> I, I would love to 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 share my dough with you. Oh, I would. <laughs> Can, I will be there for some dough. I can't wait. <laughs> that will be awesome. But thanks for being here, Catherine. Yeah, thank you, Justin. The Contender Cast is powered by Contender Brands and is the top global consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast. You can find additional Contender Cast episodes on worldwide podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender. <laughs>